Welcome to Bioinnovator Spotlight at Life Science Org, where we listen to the life science leaders of tomorrow tell their story and discuss their challenges as founders and entrepreneurs. I'm your host, scientist-turned-communicator, Dr. David Kirk. Let's meet today's founder. I'm joined this week by Ségolène Martin, CEO and co-founder of Cantify. Cantify is based in Brussels, Belgium, and applies artificial intelligence technology to the challenges of drug discovery. Ségolène, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for inviting me, David. Please tell me a little about your professional background and how you kind of got into life science. I have an MBA, a Master of Business Administration. Mm. Um, after career innovation and innovation management, I decided to uh, to do an MBA in step-by-step, step, get into entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship applied to technology. So um, I started the first company um, and then the second company, which was Cantify. So we started focusing on artificial intelligence when no one was speaking about artificial intelligence. Right. It was really early. Well, how long ago uh, doing was that? A, <laughs> it was in uh, 2016, oh, wow. uh, 17, yeah, and uh, and uh, started. We we I am um, I built basically a consultancy uh, doing mm. artificial intelligence, so really like core, uh, like innovations and artificial uh, artificial intelligence solutions for uh, any applications, mm. and step by step. Uh, for many different reasons, Cantify really uh, focused itself on um, on drug discovery. So f first, health mm -hmm. uh, as a whole. So with some some work in health, and then specifically now for um, three years actually, we we three years uh, our first line of code for uh, on drug discovery for our drug discovery solution was written three years ago. It was a it was a the birthday of our software. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me um, how well, you co-founded the company. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, with your co-founder um, and he's your chief technology officer now. So how did yep. you build the company from six years ago and then come to focus on drug discovery? So it, it was really... Um... Thanks or be, thanks to or because of, <laughs> depending on how you see it, um, a life event. So uh, our co-founder, Nick, was uh, diagnosed with a rare form of cancer mm -hmm. uh, a few years ago and uh, realized that basically, um, yeah, in men, still in many indications, especially rare diseases, but not only, and, uh, and rare cancers uh, um, also, um, you still have no therapy, yeah. uh, no cure, uh, no, uh, no satisfactory uh, molecule or therapy that can, that can help, um, uh, except in this case, uh, surgery. But it really, um, it really uh, triggered a reflection within the company. So we had already like a super nice team with great values on what if it would make sense that we focus our energy and our passion and our expertise, of course, in our AI to uh, speed up the discovery of molecules, of therapies where patients are still in need, starting with cancer and rare diseases. So I don't need to explain why it was a direct link with uh, with the diagnosis of, of, of Nick. And this is really w where we started. Um, you can think that... Uh, um, it was a bit ambitious because no one at the time came from the drug discovery background. But actually, the fact that we had these 
novel eyes to drug discovery made us tackle the challenges of small molecule discovery and then target discovery in a novel way. And now we, we start seeing, well, it's not now, that, because it's now for a few, more than one year that we start seeing the, the results of, um, of our technology. And we see that this new way of, of tackling drug discovery is actually enables us to have good results. So it's really from this, uh, this personal uh, event uh, that that we decided to embark in a, in the in a drug discovery journey um, and this is where our technology so our three years old toddler technology which is called zepto um, was born yeah let's talk more about your platform because uh, mm -hmm. and, and the challenges that you're addressing specifically because you mentioned it now this new approach to drug discovery um, my background being in more molecular microbiology, I've worked in therapeutics development, that drug discovery pipeline is so, so long. So what are the yeah. specific challenges that you're tackling and, and is it really speeding up the drug discovery process? So, so we are um, really, so we are focusing, first we are sp focusing on small molecules. Mm. Um, and uh, and on uh, on uh, accelerating the discovery of safe and potent small molecules, we will predict if our small molecule, if any small molecule, basically, uh, will uh, either uh, inhibit or activate or bind to our target of interest. So um, the consequence of that uh, is that uh, so we we for example we don't. Um, we don't. Uh, we have like extremely good results. So I can I can uh, I can give some examples. Uh, mm -hmm. But but we have like uh, so we have good results. Huh? But also we can screen um, in like a few hours uh, billions and billions of uh, of uh, molecules to um, uh, assess if they will bind to our uh, protein of uh, of interest and how they will modulate the protein of interest. Right. Um, also, if there is no known modulator. So like a big bottleneck in, in drug discovery and also in AI applied to the discovery is that if nothing is known, no binder is known for your protein, it's really hard. It's the undrugged, undruggable yeah. uh, space. Uh, it's really hard to predict because you don't have anything to base your, uh, to, to learn from. And uh, and thanks to our approach and uh, it, which relies on on the, a lot of algorithmic innovations and uh, millions and millions of data points, so more, more than one hundred uh, million data points, um, we can uh, predict basically for uh, any protein of interest right now because we have results everywhere. We 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 try to every protein we try to tackle to modulate. Uh, we can predict uh, like uh, like binders. So for example, we have like extremely good results in uh, in ion channels, uh, discovering the the first um, modulators to uh, some ion undrugged uh, um, ion channel families. Um, we have also uh, really good uh, results in uh, in cancer. So for example, when I speak about good results, what does it mean? Mm. Is that um, instead of screening thousands and thousands 
of molecules to hope to find one. So this is the, in general, uh, like a pharma company will, will test uh, 100,000 molecules in order to, to hope to find one. Yeah. Uh, for, for, with our technology, we screen like uh, 100 uh, molecules and we will find uh, 50 hits, 50 molecules. Uh, we have 50 molecules or in some cases 70. Or sometimes uh, we will screen uh, five molecules and we will, uh, we will find the three uh, three hits so really the, we we see that uh, the the contribution of ai uh, and our technology because it's not ai in general is the, the 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 how we have uh, have done our technology is really like uh, helping to accelerate not a little bit <laughs> mm. but tremendously uh, drug drug discovery so it's uh, yeah it's uh, it's nice to see <laughs> okay so it, it, you're really cutting that time required to screen through so many candidates exactly um, yeah uh time and uh and resor- resources mm. and and also we we uh, what what we do is that we um, optimize the level of um the, the diversity of chemical families we will screen and protect as well our the, the ip uh, yeah. by having a, a large view on uh, chemical families of interest, which yeah. is uh, which is quite nice as well, because uh, we are in a field where IP is important. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's good to have uh, to to think about that uh, from the very start of the project. That's very true, and I think for for the audience who might not uh, understand how we talk about artificial intelligence, and it's such a broad term. Um, what kind of artificial intelligence are we kind of talking about? Are we looking at machine learning algorithms, deep learning algorithms trained on, as you said, like hundreds of millions of data yeah. points? Uh, yeah. So, yes, indeed. So we, we have really made uh, like a huge effort, which is still ongoing. It's mm-hmm. always ongoing to collect data, to collect data, but... Uh, biology, about chemistry, about yeah. biases, about patents, etc. So this data, we transform it in a way that a model, so uh, we, we are indeed working on uh, with uh, different kind of machine learning approaches, including uh, deep learning. Um, so our models can learn of from this data to make the, the prediction. So we know, um, we we see um, because of we see in our results that our models have acquired a kind of understanding even even if it's a if it's a black box so do we don't know how always it's able to to understand those patterns um, but it has it has acquired a certain understanding of. Uh, yeah, the 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 how a certain molecule will modulate a certain target, and is able to uh, have predictions that are extremely, uh, extremely powerful. We have translated this in data, and what we use is a prediction, prediction of our model, and the result is that the the the, the prediction works. So we don't only do hit predictions, so prediction of small molecules, but we also have developed a model for um, uh, like a series of models for uh, toxicity prediction, of target prediction. So I won't go into details because yeah. uh, it will take, take us uh, one hour, but also uh, target prediction, which is also quite important yeah. because uh, yeah, this is a big big bottleneck in in drug discovery. I think uh, there's so there's so many applications there that uh, 
that it can go into. And I, I think we could do a whole hour, like you say, an hour long podcast just on. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, looking at uh, artificial intelligence technology in the drug discovery space, I know there are companies, um, Exientia here in the UK made the news during COVID. Um, and then kind of more broadly, Google's AlphaFold uh, predicting 3D structures of proteins uh, is all we're seeing this being applied in the in the life science space uh, a fair bit now and also the global community came together recently uh, here in the uk with uh, looking at the dangers potential challenges posed by artificial intelligence technology and regulation where do you see the industry going now in the coming years with this technology Given what we see in our results uh, and what we see in other companies or research labs who are uh, using AI, like who are really doing really going, doing good work, I think that AI is going to totally transform uh, drug discovery. Um, for a researcher, a drug hunter now, um, not using artificial intelligence is, is really uh, like taking a risk, I think. Um, because it's not like uh, there, there are some parts of there is a hype related to artificial intelligence. So I see there is some doubt as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people have uh, been traumatized <laughs> by artificial <laughs> intelligence or saying it's going to be uh, uh, it's not it's not a reliable technology. But we 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 see yeah uh, some some really good contributions of artificial intelligence in terms of target identification, in terms of small molecule discovery, and many, many um, other aspects of, uh, of drug discovery and, and development. So um, the time that is gained uh, for uh, researcher, but also for patients, is huge. Mm. And uh, for me, um, in a few years, um, artificial intelligence is not going to be like like a, a tool that is used on the side, um, as it can already be now, it will be like really the one of the bases and the first uh, pillars of of drug discovery, because because of the the the, the impact it has uh, and it it can have, and people mm-hmm. that and companies and um, like even biotechs, even academic researchers can have access to this kind of. Uh, uh, technologies um, rather easily, even if you don't have always, uh, of course, you, you, not all technologies are, are equally performant. Um, but if you don't do so now, you you will be, you just miss, you will lose time, you will lose money, uh, and you risk being outperformed by your competitors and just missing on the opportunity to develop a drug that will help, help patients. So it's not like a must, but it's such a formidable door opener that uh i think i would not if i would be someone who wouldn't who doesn't use ai now i would not wait too long before doing it before starting to test uh some artificial intelligence technologies in my work and so on because uh there is a learning curve of course um and uh and 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 uh, yeah it, it the impact that it's it's already having and it will continue to have is is extremely transformational it's uh, it's a di- di- dis- disruptive huh? Yeah, I I completely agree. Uh, I think this yeah. is going to revolutionize not just health but uh, every sector everywhere. <laughs> yeah, every sector. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But cre- again, creating opportunities. I think mm. let's. We are all. I think whether we are company or research or patient organization, we all have the same objectives: is to make better drugs faster for patients. 
But in terms of opportunities and value creation, especially in drug discovery, the the the, the, the potential is, is is so fabulous. It's so fantastic that you can use this technology to to have this kind of um, of impact on on on. Uh, now on patients, starting with patients again. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, in in other sectors, of course, artificial intelligence and the, the impact of artificial intelligence. People wonder, okay, what is going to be the impact on my on my job, etc. Um, and uh, and it's it's totally uh, it's totally uh, all right to have this kind of questions. And I think it's important to think about it as an individual to start anticipating that whatever in- industry uh, you are active in, uh, because it's important. It's technology. It's it's going fast. It's true, um, but if there is a field where the contribution to yeah humanity, I would say, uh, is, uh, is, uh, is is so obvious, um, it's artificial. It's a uh, drug discovery. Entirely. Thank you so much, Sayalin, for coming on to the Bio Innovator Spotlight podcast with me. Thank you so much, David. Very nice meeting you. <laughs> Are you a life science CEO in Europe? Go to lifescienceorg.com, where you can connect, share, and engage with a community of your peers. We have a platform just for early-stage founders, too. You can join there at nextgen.lifescienceorg.com.